Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. The corporate press has finally taken notice. Bud Light is in dire straits and Anheuser-Busch is getting hit bad. The Anheuser-Busch boycott is working, it's intensifying, and uh, I can only imagine that there are some people at Bud Light going, as their sales tank year over year. Axios and NBC News, major corporate press now taking notice. More personalities making videos, shooting guns at Bud Light. And even a smaller personality based out of Las Vegas saying, let's see if people actually care about this. And he is shocked. I love this clip. He's like, I can't believe this city cares about this. In Vegas, people aren't buying Bud Light. Wow, man, we got a lot to to break down. But I love this video from NBC News. Bud Light sales down 17% compared to the same time last year. And this is a video where they say Bud Light fallout intensifies over trans partnership. Wow. Um, I don't know if this is a political thing. I don't know if this is because of the videos I make here, because you all really care about this, or maybe it's just rippling outward and it's not going to stop. We got a bunch of stories. I think, I think genuinely my favorite is that Vegas appears to be boycotting Bud Light. Competitors are being sold out. A local vlogger just made a video where he's like, Let's go take a look at these stores and see what beer is selling. And nobody's buying Bud Light. Here's the funny thing. I kind of feel like maybe it's just true people don't buy Bud Light. But the reality is they used to dominate. Axios reports that in the previous year, they outperformed sales data by 15%. So basically like they're better than the competitors. Now they're beneath them with Coors and Miller shooting up like 20% in sales. You'll love to see it, man. You'll love to see it. The easiest culture war battle ever. Buy a different beer. And it's working. I'll also add as an aside, Dylan Mulvaney has not posted since April 7th. I've been uh, tracking this for the past several days. Uh, I hope that, you know, I say it again, if, if, if there are people who, who are in Dylan's life, please take care of this individual. Be there for them. I, I don't hate Dylan Mulvaney as a person. I just think Dylan Mulvaney is captured by the algorithm and is mindlessly destroying themselves and harming 
other people through this influence. But it's clear right now with not just the Bud Light campaign. Now you've got women demanding a boycott of Maybelline and Nike. These companies are probably going to stop sponsoring Dylan Mulvaney. I can only imagine right now there's going to be executives being like, we just don't want to be involved in that. But I want to say something. Dylan Mulvaney's popularity is rooted in the TikTok algorithm, not in the human psyche. There are things that people like and there are things that people don't like. Social media algorithms can promote someone, but it does not mean that people will actually respond properly or positively to it. Meaning, look, man, I got a big platform. I can choose to put someone on Timcast IRL, but there's no guarantee people will want to listen to the person and they may get mad about it. That's exactly what's happening with TikTok. They decided we're going to promote this individual and people got pissed off and and uh, we're winning. We're saying no, no more. Dylan's allowed to post whatever Dylan wants and be whoever Dylan wants to be. But if you want to associate your brand with the algorithmic decay moral crisis, then by all means, we will not buy it. But you know what? If Bud Light wants to be the beer of, 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 of that, if that's their brand. OK, all right. So if you're like a 40 year old dude and you want to be seen as an effeminate, you know, uh, millennial, then by all means, buy Bud Light. Let's take a look at this one, though, from uh, Outkick.com. Las Vegas Strip appears to be boycotting Bud Light. Let me show you this clip, actually. This is from uh, Not Leaving Las Vegas. It's a it's a YouTube vlog about Vegas. I want to play you just one quick snippet from his show. Listen to this. And look, there's nothing here. Man, I can't believe that this city yeah. is actually caring about this stuff. That is wild. I love that he just put it simply. I can't believe this city is caring about this. This dude's just a Vegas vlogger. He went to a bunch of stores and sure enough, there's a ton of Bud Light and Budweiser and other brands are almost sold out. Now, now, of course, I don't want to be hyperbolic or exaggerate. There are other beer brands on the shelves for sale. It's not like they sold out of everything and all that was left was Bud Light. He just points out that like in some areas, Heineken's gone. Coors is a lot. There's a lot less of it. But Bud Light goes all the way back and it's just sitting there and no one is buying it because nobody wants to be associated with that. I think this is a rude awakening for Bud Light. These idiots chased after a psychotic algorithmic video feed and they were like, this is what people like. And then people watched them promoting it and they were like, yeah, I don't want to be associated with that. Outkick writes, people enjoying the Las Vegas Strip seem to be doing so without drinking much Bud Light. Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light have been taking nonstop fire ever since teaming up with Dylan Mulvaney. Sales have taken a monster hit. Multiple celebrities have publicly dragged the beer brand, and it doesn't seem like anyone is interested in slowing down. Well, it turns out people crushing it in Vegas might be getting in on the boycott. Popular YouTuber Not Leaving Las Vegas is famous for chronicling all the craziness in Sin City. He posted a video Tuesday night checking out locations selling alcohol on the strip, and one thing is clear, there's plenty of Bud Light available, while other popular brands have been picked clean. And then we have this. Oh boy, here we go again. Instagram's Brie Teresi pumps Bud Lights full of lead at the gun range, sends a message to woke lingerie company. It's getting worse, Bud Light. And I think Bud Light, it's done. 
They could have apologized. They chose not to. And now I don't think anyone cares. You see, let me help you understand Anheuser-Busch. I, I genuinely hope you do hear this from me. There are influencers. There are shows. There are pundits. There are many individuals who are speaking out about this. If Anheuser-Busch immediately came out within a day or two and said, look, this was a single employee who was sending out influencers, this press kit. We apologize for, for the, 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 uh, the collaboration. We, did, we didn't mean to offend anybody. We will not do it again. We apologize and we hope we, we can retain you as customers. They said that right away. It'd be done. We'd be done. We'd be like, oh, okay, well, you know, they apologize. It's a good thing. But they did not. And now I think the runaway train is, 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 is taking hold, taking control. It's become a meme. It's become a cultural wave. It doesn't matter what I think or anyone else thinks. Maybe early on, a few pundits could have come out and said, like, guys, I think this is it. They apologized. Don Trump Jr., he said they give a lot of money to Republicans. Let's call off the boycott. And people said, no, they needed to apologize. And I got all these messages from people being like, if Bud Light apologizes, I'll go buy some. I said outright at our show, we had our show in Austin, if they apologize, I will, I will crack open a Bud Light on stage, Bud Light on me. But they did not. They spat in our faces and said, we're going to, we're going to, we're just going to, you know, we're going to do, we're going to ignore you because we don't care about you and that it'll all blow over because you are too stupid to know what you want as a product. Well, sorry to say you turned it into a meme Bud Light and now it's not even about Bud Light or Dylan Mulvaney. Now the meme is Bud Light is garbage. So what's happened? My point is this. There are going to be many people who are seeing that you get tons of views when you rag on Bud Light. They, don't, they probably don't even care about it. That's right. It's been memefied. Bud Light being garbage effeminate beer has been memefied. Now you're going to get smaller YouTubers, smaller Instagram personalities, TikTok personalities being like, you mean if I rag on Bud Light, I'll get views? Sign me up. Welcome to the algorithmic nightmare, Anheuser-Busch. You could have just apologized. But you know what? At this point, I don't know if I'm even interested in hearing an apology. I just think Bud Light is done. And I've heard a lot of people say the same thing. Take a look at this. April 25th, we are talking about three weeks after Kid Rock unloaded on a bunch of Bud Light. Brie Teresi, Teresi, how do you pronounce your name? Sorry, is, uh, is also doing the same thing. They say if Bud Light executives thought the right and Instagram superstar Brie Teresi would forget about the Dylan Mulvaney protest, I got another thing coming. Teresi, who was a Donald Trump superfan, unloaded a video Tuesday afternoon showing her going Kid Rock on what looks like a couple cases of Bud Light. Go woke, go broke, Teresi commented. I don't, I, I, I gotta, I gotta rag on this. I'm sorry. I don't know when it, be, it went from get woke, go broke to go woke, go broke. It just doesn't seem to make sense to me. Go woke? What do you mean go woke? No, it was always get woke, go broke. So I don't know how, I don't know who decided to change it. But uh, I stand strong. It's get what go broke. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your 
own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. On our patriotic video showing off the full force of biological women who are pissed off, they say. And um, here is Bree unloading her rifle on a bunch of Bud Light. In a quick Instagram DM exchange, because I like to go big J journalist from time to time, Teresi says the video is a follow up to her cutting ties with Honey Burdette, the lingerie company she cut ties with after it used a biological male to model a bra and panties. I am just so sick of these psychopathic individuals. I am just sick of it. They, they have a man wearing a bra. Men don't have breasts that need support. I guess morbidly obese guys, maybe. But they have a fit looking guy wearing a bra for no reason. And, and the only thing I can, I, I can argue as to why a man white might do that is because it's a sexual fetish. But this women's lingerie company is like, here's a man who is fit wearing a bra for no reason. And I'm just like, okay, I'm done with these people. I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of the stupidity. I, I'm just I'm just over it. it. Says in this video, I am shooting at balloons filled with paint above Honey Burdette lingerie, as well as Bud Light that was donated by friends because they no longer want it, and Tampax tampons. Woof. All these brands have gone woke. She added in our Instagram DM exchange. Hey woke brands, get some Teresi style, and then she uh, unloads. Bravo. I'm just I'm just so tired of it, man. I'm sick of it. Axios is here. Look at this. Three hours ago, Bud Light pours at bars take a dive amid boycott calls. Good. We're winning. Congratulations. We're winning. It feels good, man. I'm just sick and tired of corporations crapping all over everything. I am sick and tired of the woke left spitting and crapping on things that we like. And now brands like Bud Light get to reel from it. Feel that pain, Bud Light. I am sick of corporations mindlessly spitting on the consumers. That's what Bud Light did. They walked up to you and they spat in your face. And when we said, bro, don't do that, they said, go yourself. And we were like, are you kidding me? Wow. You want my money? You're not going to get it ever again. These other brands too. I just, I, I just... These companies need only be like, look, man, we just want to sell you beer. We're sorry about that. Hey, look, we're just trying to I'm just sick of the mindless psychopathy coming from these brands. Let's get a fit man to wear a bra he doesn't need to sell to women. OK, if women are, are dumb enough to buy those products, I don't care. Please go ahead and do so. Be happy. But you know what? Maybe regular people who live in the real world outside of the terminally online psychotic algorithmic nightmare will be like, dude, men don't need bras. Seinfeld did the joke. Remember the bro? Maybe old men and fat men need bras. Fine, whatever, if they want. But putting a fit man in a bra for no reason is just mindlessly psychotic. It's infuriating. 
What infuriates me about it is not that culture changes or that people want to do these things, is that it makes no sense why they would do it. It makes no sense from a marketing perspective, from a sales perspective. It is quite literally just chaos and stupidity. Some moron at a marketing agency being like, let's do the stupidest thing we can think of. I'm done. I'm done. I love this. I, I, that even uh, uh, ch- take a look at this. They mention um, servers across nearly 3000 locations using beer boards network poured about 6% less Bud Light. So this is not sales from stores. This is a different metric. They say the brand had outperformed its category by 15% in the previous two weeks of March 18th to April 1st. That is to say Bud Light was outperforming just before the boycott and now they're down. Other data from Nielsen IQ and Bump Williams Consulting have Bud Light sales down 21% in volume in the week that ended April 15th after an 11% drop the previous week. I want to make sure I, I stress this point about what I care about. If a guy wants to wear a bra, literally don't care. If Bud Light wants to sponsor Dylan Mulvaney, literally don't care. What bothers me and infuriates me is that these corporations are mindlessly zombie walking off cliffs. The left doesn't pay attention or know what's even going on. The corporate press lies about why people are genuinely perturbed by this. And what's really making me angry right now, I got to be honest, I just got to tell you, is the absolute stupidity of these brands, the marketing failure. It's just so mind-numbingly insane. Now, as for Dylan Mulvaney, it is my uh, wish that no company ever sponsored Dylan Mulvaney again. Uh, and the left can call it cancel culture or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't care. Call it whatever you want. I'm, I'm not sitting back and just ignoring this stuff. Dylan Mulvaney is not trans. Dylan Mulvaney is doing a transgender minstrel show, insulting and spitting in the faces of trans people. And you know what? I don't, I don't, if the right disagrees, you know, I talked to conservatives on Timcast IRL and they're like, I don't see a distinction between Dylan Mulvaney and trans people, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's the problem. That's what pisses me off. Look, I, I, I am a traditional liberal, not a conservative. If somebody is trans, more power to them. I want them to be happy, to live a good life. We want to navigate these, these, issue, these issues. I am not someone who comes out and just yells that women should, uh, you know, uh, uh, trans women must go in the male bathroom and stuff like that. That's not me. That's not me. Cassandra Fairbanks, my good friend who also uh, works for Timcast, said that people should use the bathroom for which they most look like. It would make no sense for Blair White to go into a men's bathroom. It would probably create more problems. And Buck Angel going into a women's room would probably create more problems. There is a question about how we navigate this. I'm in the traditional liberal camp. What pisses me off the most about what's happening, Dylan Mulvaney is, the, is absolutely the problem with what's happening in modern society as it pertains to these social issues. Now, I know there are conservatives who say, no, 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 we shouldn't allow the trans issue and things like that. My, my genuine question is, what do you do for someone who is perceivably in every respect, biologically female, perceivably, I'm saying, but they're male. And then you want them to go into a men's bathroom. I think you're going to you're going to encounter that that leads to unforeseen consequences. I'm not saying I have a prescribed solution. I'm just saying, let me know what you think we should do. I personally think the solution is just individual bathrooms. Like you go to a restaurant and they have instead of two bathrooms, they have four, but they're individual rooms. 
I got no problem with that. The issue arises, however, is that most bathrooms in public places are for like multiple person use because there's too many people. So you go in the men's room, there's like 10 urinals and four stalls. You go in the women's room, there's like 10 stalls. And you, if you just had single individual rooms, then you'd have massive lines for the bathroom. And so fair point, fair point. I'm not saying I have the answers. I'm just saying this. When Dylan Mulvaney makes a video about wearing hiking heels, I kid you not, going hiking in the woods, wearing high heels and then falling over because, oh, a bug. It's 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 spitting in the face of women and it's spitting in the face of trans people. And I'm like, why are you promoting this? It's like Pee Wee Herman esque. It is a caricature of women and trans people that creates the perception, especially among conservatives, that trans people behave like these lunatics. People will take the most absurd take. They'll, they'll, they'll find the worst video and they'll say, this is representative. And I'm like, dude, Dylan Mulvaney is not representative of trans people. The left will mindlessly and psychotically just get behind Dylan Mulvaney as a perfect example of a trans person. The media will then say she, her and trans. And I'm like, dude, have you ever met a trans person? It's crazy to me that there are people willing to defend Dylan Mulvaney in any respect. Mindless cultist leftist zombies who are just like, sure, that's fine. Okay, whatever. You are hurting trans people. And then there are conservatives. And I've argued this to people like Matt Walsh and others. Dylan Mulvaney does not represent who trans people are. It's crazy. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. But fine, so be it. Let that be the culture war. If the left wants Dylan Mulvaney to be the pure representation of trans people, then don't be surprised when trans people actually start getting heavy flack from the right because that's what they think is happening. But you take a look at the friends that we have on this show, the good friends of ours who are trans, who in no way behave this way, who are normal, sane, moderate individuals who just want to be left alone. And I have no problem with it. These are people who are saying children should not be undergoing sex changes. You've got another prominent trans individual who actually transitioned as a teenager saying this shouldn't be allowed by by teenagers. You should be 18. There are trans people who are actively coming out and being like, stop. But the left in their psychotic behavior are defending Dylan and it gives the right an easy target. Now, I completely agree with the right's indignation as it pertains to the uh, erratic and insulting behavior of Dylan Mulvaney. But I try to tell I'm like I tell people like I could pull up a trans person and be like, hey, look, you've interacted with them and you didn't even realize they were trans. But then you get people like I'm going to avoid bringing other people into this, but there are viral videos of like six foot three ripped males in dresses being like, I'm trans. And then conservatives are like, that's an issue. And I'm like, "Okay, I totally agree. The aggression, the attack on a GameStop employee, Dylan Mulvaney, you are right about that. But that should not be, be a, a, a reason to then target other trans individuals who are minding their own business and are not behaving in these extreme ways. And therein lies the big problem. The left is letting bad actors interfere with the lives of innocent people. And that is Dylan Mulvaney to a T. So you know what? This is the story. Maybelline faces calls for boycott after sponsorship with Dylan Mulvaney. Yes, I hope that all of these corporate brands say Dylan Mulvaney is not someone we should associate with and we will not sponsor them. And maybe Dylan will then try to find a different way to get famous because that's what it is. And I can say it a million times all these different ways. 
Dylan Mulvaney's singing songs about having a bulge is not what trans people are. And the left wanting to get behind that and act like it is, is they're only hurting actual trans people. That's just me. You can disagree. By all means, please do so. But that's just that's that's my view of these things. And that's what really irks me about this. So you know what, Bud Light? Please put your money into psychotic advertisements because an algorithm promoted nonsensical garbage. And then we will stop buying your product. And this goes for every other corporation. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. Uh, 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. This morning, stock trading for First Republic Bank was halted as its stock crashed somewhere around 32%. The rumor circulating last night was that the government was poised to seize the major bank. This is big news, ladies and gentlemen, because I wonder about central bank digital currencies and what this means for you and how might they implement a central bank digital currency. Oh boy, they probably don't like it when I talk about this and they'll scream conspiracy. But it is true. We have this report from Fox News. The Biden administration is quietly planning for a future where you don't own money. I mean, that sounds communist. I mean, how do you not own money? There's got to be some kind of trade medium, right? But the idea, I suppose, is that you will own nothing and you will be happy. You'll be trading on a platform where your currency is tracked by the federal government forever. And they can shut off certain transactions. But let's talk about the news, how this banking crisis could affect you. A bunch of major banks dumped liquidity into First Republic to try and save it because, well, it looks like there was a run on the bank and they wouldn't be able to actually cover their loans. Apparently, they issued more loans than they had deposits or something to that effect. I'm not a big financial person. Suffice it to say, if this bank goes down, it will start pulling down many others with it because of the loans that it issues and because of the uh, wealth management services they provide to wealthy individuals. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. And that does seem to be their, their principal function. Well, let me slow down. Let me slow down. I want to show you what's going out there. <laughs> This shit's ridiculous. I have to scroll down to show you how much it's collapsing. Let me slow down and say this. Central bank digital currency is very bad. How can they implement a new currency in the United States? Why? By getting you to cheer for it. Don't be surprised if this is exactly what we see moving forward with multiple banks collapsing. We had Silvergate. We had Silicon Valley Bank. 
We have First Republic. This won't be, this one isn't the first, it won't be the last, but here's what I think could happen. When this bank collapses, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, the federal government will intervene and say, we have insured your deposits, your money is available, you need only download the central bank digital currency app. They'll call it, they'll call it something like US PayGo or something like that. Download the app and, all, and enter your social security number and your private information. And all of your currency and all of your money is instantly converted into FedCoin. Now, why is that bad? FedCoin will track everything you do everywhere you go. It will be able to predict your behaviors. Ladies and gentlemen, you will have pre-crime. I've talked about this when it, as it pertains to AI, right? That Facebook knows when you poop. It may sound silly. It may be funny that Facebook as a corporation actually knows when you will go take a dump, but it's real and it lends itself to a larger point. There are patterns humans can't see the AI can, which means if they are tracking your movement, if they are tracking your spending patterns, they know what you will buy, when you will buy it. They know where you will be. They can predict behavior and you will have pre-crime. That means like in the movie Minority Report, You may find yourself with agents at your door saying, don't do it because we know what you're going to do. We know where you're going to go. We know who you're going to buy from. Or they just wait till you do and then they arrest you and charge you. And the reason why this is bad, well, there has to be some flexibility in law. Some. Obviously, there are some things we want no flexibility on. Some things are just we don't allow murder, for instance. But Moxie Marlin Spike, the hacker and uh, cryptographer, made a very important point to me way back in the day. He said, how would we know we wanted to legalize marijuana if no one had ever tried it? The fact that many states have legalized marijuana and that it may become legal at the federal level very, very soon shows that, well, people are OK with it. But the only way they were able to find out if they were OK with it was by actually trying it illegally. And that presents a really serious problem as we are moving into the future. You can't advocate for illegal activity on social media platforms, so I certainly would not do that. But Moxie makes a good point. Many states are legalizing it. Who's voting for it unless there is a demand for it? But how could there be a demand if no one's ever tried it? Ah, that's right. People are breaking the law. Under central bank digital currencies, you will never do anything like that again. They will control everything you do, and there is nothing you can do about it. So the best thing we can say is don't allow it to happen. We have this from Disclosed.tv. First Republic bank share prices plunge over 50% as it lost more than $100 billion in customer deposits. Trading of First Republic stock halted after plunging another 32% today. Oh, boy. And this is the story from April 25th, just the other day. First Republic Bank expected to be seized by U.S. government from Watcher Guru. They say it's expected to be seized according to Fox Business Network. Bankers working with First Republic say they expect eventual government receivership for the ailing bank. This will come after it exhausts private sector solutions such as asset sales and finding a buyer, both of which appear difficult. First Republic lost more than 40 percent of its deposits approximately $72 billion in the first quarter of this year. Its shares sank nearly 50% as of the end of Tuesday. This is according to a Monday announcement by the bank. 
The bank has, has seen record drops over the past month and a half, particularly since the Silicon Valley Bank was closed in March. Multiple big banks have also struggled. However, it looks like First Republic will be falling into the hands of the U.S. government soon. Maybe not. Maybe not. Because we now have this story from this morning. First Republic shares hit record low after report says government unwilling to intervene. Good. Let them fail. I'm sick of it, man. I am 37 and I've seen in my life much too much government intervention. Let them fall. Let businesses fail. What's that? There will be a strong negative consequence for the American people and the global economy. I don't care at all. I'm reminded of when Bill Maher said if a recession would stop Trump, bring on a recession. And that's cold and that's callous. My attitude is this. The constant pumping of money into failing banks is what's making the crisis stop. And you know what? Yeah, it may be bad, but you can't just keep someone on a drug that's killing them because you're like, oh, withdraw symptoms could be bad. No, you fight through it. You seek medical attention. We put an end to the addiction. Reuters reports First Republic Bank's shares hit a record low on Wednesday after a report said the U.S. government was unwilling to intervene in the rescue process, adding to concerns about the troubled lender's plan to turn around its business. The company's shares were last down 25% at $6.05 after losing nearly half of their value on Tuesday. U.S. government officials were currently unwilling to intervene in the First Republic rescue process, CNBC reported, citing sources, which counters what Fox Business was saying, basically. The bank has been looking at several options, such as selling assets or the creation of a bad bank, a source familiar with the matter told Reuters on Tuesday. First Republic's, advi- First Republic's advisors have already lined up potential purchases, purchasers of new stock in the, in the lender if they can fix the bank's balance sheet, a report earlier on Wednesday said. However, analysts have highlighted several roadblocks which could complicate rescue efforts for the San Francisco-based lender as it looks to emerge out of the crisis sparked by an, sparked by an outflow of more than $100 billion in deposits in the first quarter. The First Republic assets will be sold, but it may take some time and could be sold at a pretty severe discount to par. David Wagner, portfolio manager at Aptis Capital, said at least three brokerages have cut their price targets on First Republic shares since it first reported first quarter earnings on Monday. I, I really just don't care about the financial jargon. Not interested. Don't know, don't care. We got A. Pompliano saying this is not some obscure cryptocurrency. This is the stock price of one of America's largest banks. Look at that. Holy crap. You ready for this one? In the past six months, First Republic has lost 95% of its stock value. Oh boy. What does it all mean? You know, honestly, I don't know for sure. I can only tell you where I think we may be going and what a banking crisis could mean for all of us. Take a look at this story from Fox News. Biden administration is quietly planning for a future where you don't own money. In Biden's future, you will not own CBDC money and you'll have no privacy either. I guess we can say you will own nothing and you will be happy. Fox reports under the leadership of President Joe Biden, the White House and the Federal Reserve have started to lay the groundwork for a programmable, trackable, easily manipulated digital currency. It might sound like something from a dystopian science fiction novel, but it's all too real. 
and it could soon change life in America forever. In March 2022, the Biden administration released a sweeping executive order that directed numerous federal agencies to crack down on digital assets, including on popular cryptocurrencies, as well as to study the potential development of a central bank digital currency. A CBDC would not be a digital version of the existing paper-based dollar, but rather an entirely new currency that would exist exclusively in a digital, meaning electronic and non-physical form. In September of 2022, the White House announced the completion of the CBDC reports. Although the administration did not officially propose a CBDC following the release of the reports, it did announce that it had developed policy objectives for a U.S. CBDC system. Biden also directed the leadership of the National Economic Council, National Security Council, Office of Science and Technology Policy, and the Treasury Department to meet regularly with the Federal Reserve to further design a potential CBDC. Since the flurry of action in September, the administration has worked tirelessly and quietly to advance the creation of a central bank digital currency through various working groups, speeches, and coordinated efforts with non-government groups. Under the various central bank digital currency proposals, floated by the Biden administration and Federal Reserve, a U.S. central bank coin would be programmable, traceable, and designed to promote various left-wing social goals, such as improving financial inclusion and equity. It would also be designed to help with transitioning to a net zero emissions economy and improving environmental justice. Well, how could it do that? By blocking certain transactions. That is, you will try to order something online and it'll say, I'm sorry, you can't make that purchase. You're not allowed. You know, they could do something like that now, but it's not so easy. They would need to put a hold on your account, account specifically targeting certain things. It's very difficult to do. This is the programming layer they could add to your currency so that when you try to buy gas, it says, I'm sorry, I can't let you do that. And that'll help them shape and change the world, the, the economy, our energy system. They go on to say, unlike with decentralized cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, Every transaction made using a CBDC could be easily traced to individual users by, by financial institutions, government agents, and or the Federal, Federal Reserve. They would simply type in a few lines of code, press enter, and it will highlight every single transaction you've ever made. They will know who you've associated with. They will know where you've been, what you're buying, what you're doing, and they can predict your behavior. <clears throat> they say, Additionally, because a CBDC would be pro digital and pro programmable, rulers could, uh, rules could be imposed that limit spending on approved activities. So if the federal government or Federal Reserve were to determine that Americans are buying too much gasoline, for example, it could stop people from using central bank currency at gas stations and with a few clicks on a computer. Perhaps most disturbing of all, however, is that under most of the CBDC designs, you know, I just got to. I'm going to pause real quick and say, holy crap, for the love of all that is holy, dude, stop just spamming the phrase CBDC over and over and over again. Pronouns exist for a reason. Perhaps most disturbing of all, however, is that under most of the designs, you see how easy that was? Discussed by the Biden administration and the Federal Reserve, nearly all forms of ownership of, mon of the money would be strictly limited. Only large institutions such as banks, the federal government and or the Federal Reserve would actually have ownership of it. Everyone else would be prevented from having absolute control of their digital money. This dude just wants to type. He's like trying to figure out if he can put the acronym in as many times as possible. And I'm sure that after he did, he was like, look, I put it in 57 times. Okay. 
That means in Biden's future, you will not own money. You will have no privacy either. How exactly would the Biden administration prevent most forms of private ownership of digital money? To best understand the answer to that question, you first need to know important details about the existing banking system. Currently, when you go to the bank and deposit money into a checking or savings account, you immediately cease to own the money. The cash becomes the property of the bank. In most situations, the bank is required to return the money you provided to it at your request. But the cash ultimately belongs to the bank until you remove the money from your deposit account. Under the current system, there is a way to regain control of your money by withdrawing cash from a deposit account. And privacy laws prevent banks in many situations from giving away details about your financial accounts to third parties, including the government. But because a digital currency would only exist in digital form in a deposit account, and because they would be programmed to feed data to government, there would be no way for you to physically take CBDCs out of depository accounts, store them privately, own them directly, or use them without being surveilled by a large institution. The Biden administration has directly acknowledged that a future where you don't own CBDCs is exactly what it and the Federal Reserve are now considering. For example, in a 2022 report about CBDCs, the Treasury Department stated, there are two general architectures for intermediation. I just, holy crap, dude, stop spamming the acronym. It's so frustrating. Look at this. He says in one sentence, he writes it five, four times. It's another morning and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late. You're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com slash carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. Bro, it's really difficult for me to keep saying CBDC, CBDC, over and over again. There are two, let's, let's try this. For example, in a 2022 report, The Treasury Department stated there are two general architectures for intermediation, a single tier with the central bank and two, a two tier system where intermediaries, potentially banks or non-bank financial intermediaries would onboard and manage payments while the central bank records account balances. I didn't even need to say that acronym one time in that in that paragraph, brother, man, get an editor. In other words, There's no scenario in which you would be able to store your digital money in a local hard drive or private storage account. All of your money would be kept by a bank or by the Federal Reserve directly, which means they would own all of your money. Oh, he did it again. He said all of your CBDC money. Stop. I can't do it. I'm sorry, guys. Holy crap, dude. What the what is this? Justin Haskins, bro. Does Fox News not have a copy editor to be like, hey, you're kind of saying that a lot. I'm going to just omit that that acronym from now on, because I think you know what we're talking about. Regardless of where your money is held, it's likely the federal government would have access to data about your purchases and all other all other information. A design choice supporters say is necessary so that officials can limit criminal activity. The only significant privacy questions that remain in the minds of those who support this are about the extent of the data collection. 
For example, Biden's undersecretary for domestic finance, Nellie Lang, explained in a March 2022 speech that one way, look at this, he just keeps spamming it, that one way of reconciling privacy with illicit finance concerns is a, uh, in retail might be to have a tiered structure in which less data are collected for small dollar transactions or small volume accounts. Note that Lang says less data might be collected for small dollar accounts. She doesn't say no data would be collected. If a programmable currency is rolled out in the near future, you won't own money and you'll have very little privacy, if any at all. That's great news for those who advocate for bigger government and want more power for large financial financial institutions, but it could prove to be a catastrophic loss of freedom for the rest of us. Yeah. And I think this is fairly obvious. You will want to buy gasoline or diesel. Sorry. You will not be able to make that transaction because the government will be tracking everything you do. More importantly, I don't think it's even about that. I think the issue is that you won't want to buy these things. And as an aside, I'd like to point out that this dude in Fox News included the phrase CBDC 31 times in this one article because they don't know what pronouns are or the fact that you don't even need to say it over and over again. Sorry, that's just I'm just it's a pet peeve of mine when people do things like this. But anyway, here's my point. You won't be able to buy the things you don't want to buy. I'm sorry, uh, you won't want to buy the things you might need. Better way to phrase it. Sorry, that last one was confusing. My point is this. If they can predict your behavior, they will just control all economic activity, period. I've talked about the AI future before and what I expect to happen. And what will happen is this. You will get a notification on your app. It'll be called like, you know, gig app. You know, simple gig economy jobs just for you. You know, people do Uber, Uber Eats, they do DoorDash. You'll open up the app and it'll be like, we've got a task for you. Deliver this widget to this location. And you'll be like, okay. You'll go and pick up the widget. You'll go and drop it off. You'll instantly get cash in your account. And you'll be like, that was awesome. You won't know what the widget is. You won't know what it does. You won't know why they need it. And neither will the person who received it from you. People's jobs will be mindless and meaningless. They'll have no idea what they're doing. But the AI will, the centralized banks will, the government will, and you will be party to the construction of things you will never understand. They are turning you into a cog in the machine, quite literally, with no need to know what they're building. And they can build anything. Weapons of mass destruction, space travel, they will have absolute control over the economy. And so you know what? Part of me says there could be good but there will likely be bad. The good is that they might say, stop eating garbage food, stop killing yourself, and we're going to build a spaceship. We're going to go to Mars, and we're going to control the economy in such a way that people are happy, they're contributing, they feel fulfilled, and we build good things. I'd love to believe that was possible. But the reality is it's going to be a rich person who says it's going to be a wealthy elite, a corrupt individual, making things for themselves. And they're going to say, I deserve it. That's what you will be handing over. And then where do we go after this? Who will inherit that power? The only outcome I see, complete and total degradation of human civilization. I'm not a fan. The AI is trying to take control, or they're trying to give control to the AI. I don't think we should let them. I think we have to reject that. Elon Musk's vision is that we integrate with the AI, but that sounds pretty creepy too. AI should just exist within the confines of humanity and through what humans decide it should or should not do. 
But it seems they want something else. And I think they don't care that it will lead to our destruction. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 4 p.m. on the channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. I often hear conversations about accelerationism, and that refers to allowing the problem to get bad, allowing it to get bad faster and faster so that it finally snaps people to attention and so that they can be told, hey, something bad is happening. So there are a lot of people I'm seeing actually uh, celebrating this story. Trans runner beat 14,000 women in London Marathon after running New York City as a man. And the individual said that they, ran, they won with girl power. And this has been so shockingly offensive to so many women. They're starting to pay attention. And I don't know if I agree with any of that accelerationism stuff. I just think problems are bad. We should stop having problems. We should work towards solutions. And I'm not a big fan of necessarily saying, like, make it all get worse faster. But I will admit Stories like this absolutely push the news to the forefront. Stories like the Anheuser-Busch boycott absolutely make people pay attention to what's going on in the world. Here's a story from the New York Post. They report a two-time Olympian has ripped rules that allowed a transgender runner to beat nearly 14,000 women in the female category of the London Marathon. Mara Yamauchi, Yamauchi, it's probably pronounced Yamauchi, who finished sixth in the marathon in the 2008 Beijing Olympics, lashed out after trans racer Glenique Frank, 54 years old, gushed to the BBC about using girl power to run the key UK race on Sunday. Quote, males in the female category is unfair for females, Yamauchi tweeted alongside a clip of the mid-race interview by the sports bra wearing runner, who also gushed about soon becoming a gran. I just really to point this out. Not only did this person defeat 14,000 women, they're 54 years old. Yo, I'm pretty sure that like male peak physical performance is between the age of like 19 and 24 years old. And then after that, you have a sharpening of skills, but a decline in physical prowess. So a reaction time starts to decrease. Muscle endurance starts to decrease, but you can maintain these things well into an older age. Just to put it simply, top pros in a lot of sports tend to be in their early 20s, but uh, sure, whatever. Nearly 14,000 actual females suffered a worse finish position because of Frank, wrote Yamauchi, who said that even when she was ranked second in the world as a woman, at least 1,300 men ran faster than me. She noted how UK athletics applied world athletics rules on the exclusion of transgender women from elite female competitions at the end of March, to make it fair for athletes who have gone through male puberty to be excluded from the female category in athletics. However, it allowed those who had already entered races to still compete in categories that were not their biological sex. This male competed under UK athletics transitional arrangements, but it is still wrong and unfair, Yamauchi told Telegraph Sport. So here's the male who said girl power allowed him, uh, them, him, whoever, to win. Kathy Devine, a former lecturer in sport and physical activity at the University of Cumbria, also accused the London Marathon of being enabling. Zero categories that exclude male performance advantage. God, goddess forbid that female runners should have their own category celebrating that women, what, what women runners can do. Frank told The Post Tuesday that she's competed in the male category in previous marathons, including New York in November, 
because she was forced to enter under the name and gender that's listed on her passport. Even so, she ran around the Big Apple in a bright red bra and wore a long pink wig as a city tourist. Okay. For the London Marathon, however, the same passport rules do not apply because Frank is UK based and a British citizen. I ticked female because I see myself as female. Well, that's a lie. You are not female. You are male. You can identify however you want. Doesn't change what you really are. Said Frank, who came out three years ago as Glenique, a mix of Glen and unique, but has known since I was five, I was in the wrong body. Frank said it was traumatic to be publicly attacked while trying to spread joy and happiness with the rainbow love at the race. Still, I get it. Frank, a personal trainer, said of the criticism, I feel sad that I've upset Mara because I respect her. Okay. Frank, when, uh, is, 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 it, is it Yamauchi? I'm, I'm assuming that if it, it's Yamauchi, if she's like European, but Yamauchi, if she's Asian, I mean, different pronunciation. Frank went viral after stopping to tell the BBC of her joy at running the, her 17th marathon. Girl power, Frank said, while flexing her bulging biceps above rainbow colored armbands. It's like the episode of South Park, please. You know, look, man, if the left would just stop being so insane, we could actually figure out a solution for transgender athletes who just want to compete. And I'm all for it. Everybody should be allowed to compete. But maybe the simple answer is there's another category for trans people. And I'll give a shout out to the conservatives. When the NHL had a trans league game, conservatives still attacked them. What are you talking about? They did a league where they said transgender individuals can, can, can compete against each other and conservatives still got mad. Come on, <laughs> you win. And they were like, well, males shouldn't compete against females. If they want to, let them do it. The issue is that females don't want to compete about males. They're being forced to. So when the NHL makes a league for trans people, so there are trans men and trans women competing against each other. I'm all for it. That's the solution. Congratulations. Why were people on the right still coming out and making fun of them? Whatever, man. The runner whose social media still shows photos from earlier races, while still a balding then married man, ended the mid-race chat to gush about how her beautiful son is expecting a baby. So I'm going to be a gran, granny G, Frank said before running off, draped in a blue, pink and white transgender flag. So here's a uh, Yamauchi. Uh, Frank said, she was shocked at the blowback, given that she was not an elite runner competing for prize money or a place on the podium. Instead, she's raised the equivalent of $37,000 for charity in the races. I did the race in four hours, 11 minutes. There's lots of women that beat me. She noted the more than 6,150 ahead of her in her own in the category. Still, from now on, Frank said she's going to enter under the other or male just to keep everybody happy. And I'll still do it in four hours and I won't steal anybody's money, she quipped. So I, I just think, you know, beating out 14,000 women as a 54 year old male is like kind of insulting to these females. But I, I think it actually just proves why we have female sporting leagues. I like to make this point. We do not have female sporting leagues because sometimes people wear dresses. Okay, we do because males and females have different biology. Males have more bone density, more muscle mass, more fast twitch muscles. They can jump higher, run faster, have a higher center of gravity. And the weirdest thing to me is when people try to use any of that in the inverse to justify having males compete against women, notably in skateboarding. I'm hearing people even like people in the disaffected liberal camp being like, 
males have a higher center of gravity, so they're dis- they're at a disadvantage in skateboarding. And it's just like, dude, you clearly have no idea what makes skateboarders good. And in fact, a higher center of gravity is a major, major advantage in skateboarding. But you know what, Nier? I'm not going to sit here and argue the science to people who don't care about science. The fact is, it is a simple political question. Did women consent to having males in their leagues? The answer is no. But you know what? I'll just put it this way. We have an interesting question over gender roles because of this conflict. If women are unwilling to stand up for their sport because they tend to be more agreeable or just because they don't want to, then they deserve exactly what happens. But the argument that becomes men are supposed to stand up for women to protect them. Well, we're in a new day and age, ladies and gentlemen. Women can choose for themselves what they want to do. And if women don't want to defend themselves or they want to allow males to compete against them, then they deserve to lose. They deserve it. That is not a statement of, of anger or resentment, or it's not intended to, it's, it is not intended to be um, malicious. It is a fact statement. Women who want to compete against males deserve to lose. In the long run, they will. I have seen young female skateboarders put out statements of like, it's totally fine that I lost to a guy. Like, they, they, fine. I got no beef. That's on you. If I'm going to compete, I'll compete against whoever I want. I'm probably going to win. And that's the craziest thing. I, I just got to tell you, look, I'll say it. I'll come out and say it. I'm a 37-year-old skateboarder. I'm an old man. I uh, The best I've ever placed in a contest, I think, was like, 13th or 7th, depending on the contest, because there's like qualifiers where like I didn't make the cut. And uh, I could do a bunch of tricks. As one contest where I did a, uh, you know, I drop in, I do a 360 flip up a Euro gap. Then I did a Nolly hard flip on the bank, turned around, did a Ollie over a ramp to flat. It was like a, was like a decent run. I did a, a kick flip, late heel flip, uh, revert on a ramp. I did a Nolly hard flip, uh, a late flip, a bunch of really good tricks. I got to tell you, um, I am fairly confident that if I were to enter a skateboarding contest as a hobbyist 37-year-old skateboarder, I would win against some of the top females in the world. I'm just, it's just, it's crazy to say. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, I don't believe that, dude. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. I would, I don't know what, like, what, what, what could I probably do? Nolly crook down, down the hubba, maybe like nolly flip nose slide, do a switch tray flip over a certain gap. It's just, it's just crazy for me to think that I, I watch female skateboarder con- contests and I'm just like, there's no question. I've never been a top male skateboarding athlete. I can do a bunch of really good tricks. I'm decently good. Never enough to be a pro. But if I were to compete in the women's division, yo, I'd be like top 10 instantly overnight, probably number one. And again, there's probably a lot of people being like, yeah, blah, 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 Tim, you couldn't, dude, I, I'm just, just watch the skateboarding stuff. Just go watch it. There's like, there's no question. It's, it's just, I, I feel bad saying it, but dude, if I did 
a nollie flip, no slide, nollie flip out. That's probably going to be the best trick in the entire contest for top women. There are some good women who can do some really amazing tricks and they're getting better and better every day. And I'm getting older and worse. No joke. But it's just an issue of, yo, men, males have a physical advantage in sports. That's just it. Do I lose in games of skate to women? Yeah, of course. Are there uh, contests where women would probably beat me? Yeah, absolutely. But if I spent one month doing basic training for skateboarding, I'd probably be number one. And, there, and I got to tell you, man, so many other guys better and worse than me would be as well. So be angry about it, whatever. It's true. If that's the world we're going to go into, don't be surprised when that's what happens. When foreign countries decide if they can have males on their women's team, they're going to do it because they can win money and prestige. But hey, man, look, it's not up to me. I'm not the one who's losing my sports division. And if women aren't going to speak up, then all right, they, they have agency. They can vote for themselves. So we'll see how it plays out. Congratulations to this trans runner. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. I can't believe that this would be shocking to anyone. Take a look at this headline. The Daily Mail writes, is only fans ruining your love life? Half of adult content creators admit they struggle with dating or end up splitting from their partner because of their job. I like job, job, dude. Let's just uh, be real, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone knows, even if they want to lie about it, there is a big distinction between having a job and making porn on the internet. And there was this big push from the left where they were like, sex work is work. No, it isn't. It's just not. It's sex work. It's a different thing. It is a category uh, that overlaps with the idea of work, meaning you do something in exchange for money. But let's be real. It is specific to a category. And the way I described it, and boy, did the left get really mad at me, is that if they genuinely believed that sex work was work, then a boss at any company could actually have in the terms of employment sex acts, which they cannot do. It's not legal. But why not? The left got mad about it. And I'm like, what? That's your argument, not mine. Take a look at this story. OnlyFans creators find dating very challenging and say their work has a huge impact on their personal life, according to a new survey from XF Hub. The survey of more than 500 adult content creators found nearly half admit their career impacts their love life in a negative way. 47% said dating was challenging as an OnlyFans performer. And 42% said a relationship ended when they told their partner about their job. <laughs> it's like, hey, maybe guys don't want to be in a relationship with women who are doing this kind of thing. 31% said they experienced jealousy from their partners due to their financial earnings on OnlyFans. The survey also revealed 46% of creators say their racy side hustle has interfered with maintaining a health healthy relationship. Haley Vernon, a former MAFS bride, OnlyFans performer and high class escort, has made a whopping $1.3 million as an adult entertainer. She previously revealed she dated two men following her appearance on Married at First Sight, but admitted it could be difficult. Although I did not go through a bit of ish, I did go through a bit of ish. I've bought my first house at 36 and my life has changed tremendously. Well, you know, good for you. I've been able to help my family. I've been able to invest money into my parents' businesses when they were struggling and different things. I'm actually living my best effing life and I effing love it. I wouldn't swap it out for the world. I'm really curious about where this all goes. 
It's going to be a really messed up future because, you know, people used to get married and then they would have like a partnership where they support each other and then they would grow old and, you know, and then that's life. Now it's like a bunch of women, their careers are going to end at a certain age. But my question is this. Many people make that argument that if you're an OnlyFans performer at a certain point, you're out of work because nobody wants to look at an old lady. I don't think that's true, actually. I think there's going to be people who will still look at older people, but they'll probably make a lot less money. Welcome to the modern era. Women are. Oh, actually, I think the big thing that's going to be really funny is what happens in this country, in our country, when these women are put out of work by AI porn. It's going to be a bunch of dudes using an AI generator to make these videos and make this content and women. What are they going to do? I guess their bodies will be need like they won't need their bodies. I mean, the good news is they could then make an OnlyFans where they don't actually show their bodies and they can tell their husbands that actually that's not me. It's an AI. And they'll go, oh, wow, it's all fake. It's going to be interesting, huh? OnlyFans models are going to go out of business and lose their jobs because AI is taking over. But I mean, here, here's the reality. She may be living her best life, but is she going to find meaningful companionship? Maybe she doesn't care. Good for her. She can live her life and do what she wants. Angela White, a highly decorated veteran of the porn industry and huge star on OnlyFans, once spoke of the personal difficulties that come from her line of work. I love how they keep doing that jobs and work. The people I attract are generally very open minded. In my relationships, I'm very clear and open about my job. So if it's something that's going to make someone uncomfortable, then I'm probably not the best person to date. Okay, agreed. When comparing on screen sex, sex with a partner, Angela said the obvious difference is there's no lights or cameras. (laughs) Okay. I would say there's more of a closeness with sex at home because I'm not required to open up for a camera or get the best angles like I would do in porn. Adding, there's a lot more skin to skin contact. It's far more intimate. Really? Oh, is that, is that, that's it? That's all they wrote? Okay. Well, I have questions, I guess. Where does this go? Really? There's nothing else to this story. That's actually kind of surprising. I think they would actually have more of a quote here about the the loss of relationships with people who are just flat out like, I'm not interested in dating you. You are just a fan. Oh, I don't want to open that. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, it was a polling site. So this is what I think these people need to understand. They're fantasies. They're not reality. There are a lot of guys that might look at these videos and be like, oh, yeah, that's great. But really, they want something more meaningful from a relationship. And I think that's most guys. So what shouldn't be surprising to any of these women is that people don't want to date you because you don't provide any long-term stability. You are a flash in the pan fantasy for a dude right before he takes a shower or in the shower or something. If you get my drift, it's listen, you look at this fantasy in reality. You know what I think most guys want? They want more than one thing. This is what this is what women probably believe, though. Guys only want one thing and it's disgusting. It's not true. Guys want they probably want mothers for their children, which means being a good person, being nurturing, having good mental characteristics, being physically attractive and, you know, physically capable to a certain degree. They want to know that this person is going to be a good mother. It makes sense. There's the argument that men evolved just to try and impregnate as many women as possible, but I don't think that's necessarily the truth. Maybe some some people. The argue, there's the other evolutionary argument that women want strength, not necessarily appearance, because they need to know that the man will be able to protect them while they're pregnant. 
These things are both true. But think about human evolution. Is a guy going to be satisfied just knocking up a woman and running away? Maybe because a guy may have, you know, have a have a kid and then that kid grows up. So those genes persist. But I actually would argue that is more anomalous and less likely to be the case, because if you take a look at standard evolutionary theory, biology or psychology, those that have kids with no parents are less likely to survive. And that evolutionary pressure over time will result in guys wanting women who will be good mothers and wanting to love and protect them. In which case, there may be a fantasy component coming from things like OnlyFans, but probably no real desire to be with this person. There's, there's other things too, like guys uh, want trophy wives, beautiful women that they can show off to other guys. But I think it's just absolutely funny that there's an article being written in the Daily Mail being like, can you believe it? Doing OnlyFans is ruining people's love lives. I've heard stories of dudes like I'm gonna try and keep it vague because people I know and they were dating someone and that someone then said they think they can do webcam, like cam girling or, or OnlyFans because it'll make them money. And the dude immediately is like, we're done by heaven. I stay. I'm not dating you anymore. And they're like, what? But we're like in a relationship. And they're like, nope, don't care. Any woman who would want to do that is not someone I'd want to be with. Anyone who would consider that. And they were shocked to find out that as soon as they brought up, the guy was like, I'm out before it's too late. It's a sad, it's a, it's a sad thought that there could be people who get along, but maybe that's something these women should have considered that a guy doesn't want to be with someone like that. There's a lot of talk about divorce right now. And I'm not going to get too specific, let people respect their privacy. But um, it's a sad prospect. And it's strange to me that there are people who would be together and think they should get married, but then get to the point where they would divorce. Like that, that just seems, I don't know, alien to me. Just don't get married. I don't understand. But maybe people aren't so sure of themselves and they don't really know. Maybe there are stories like this where a guy marries a woman and then finds out she is something totally different. But I do think the whole thing is funny. You know, the, the, the system of uh, the, poli- the merger of politics and dating, where if I say something like I, I do a segment saying women are mad, they can't find men who make as much money as they do. And the left loses their minds and calls me an incel and all that stuff. And I'm like, dude, a guy who is in his 30s, who's making good money, doesn't want to date a woman in her 30s making good money on average. Certainly it exists, but they're going to want someone younger than them. And that tends to be I don't know. It's like a universal constant. Is it absolute? No, but maybe it's 80%. We see the data, the data from all these different dating websites. So why would this be news to anybody? Ladies, I think there are some things that need to be said on prominent YouTube videos, and that is sometimes the stereotypes and expectations are correct for a reason. Not always, because we want to respect the individual. But sometimes it's just obvious. If you are doing online porn, I would I would surmise that most guys don't want to date you. They would be embarrassed to date you, and they certainly wouldn't want to tell their parents, their friends or their family what you do for a living. And that's I don't know. That's the truth. But whatever, man, do your thing. I'm all about freedom. I got no beef. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly. You know, the one thing that I always found kind of weird is that when women reach a certain age, doctors just say get on birth control anyway. And it seems kind of insulting, as if they don't respect the agency of the individual, but they don't. 
I hear these stories from my female friends where they're like, as soon as I turned 16 or 17, my doctor was like, time to get on the pill, whether or not you're, you're, you're planning on having kids, whether or not you're actually with somebody, just get on the pill, just get it, get it, get it. And they would make up these excuses like, have acne, take this, have this ailment, take this. In reality, I think the push was basically just don't have kids, too many kids, you should not have children. Well, check out this story from the Daily Mail. Warning over new Gen Z TikTok trend urging women to quit the pill because it makes you ugly, fat, and depressed. So what's the truth about these claims? Hey, wow, based TikTok meme. That's surprising. They say, young women are being urged to ditch hormonal birth control under TikTok's newest health trend that has spooked experts. Videos highlighting the benefits of switching to natural contraception have racked up hundreds of thousands of views. Users claim the pill as well as other popular forms of hormonal contraception, have left them feeling ugly. Others have complained about birth control causing weight gain, acne, and depression. But medics said the trend was worrying and raised concerns over the effectiveness of the back-to-nature movement, as it has been called. Many women turning their back on the pill are instead relying on apps which track menstrual cycles and rely on temperature data to determine when they are likely to be fertile and therefore need to use protection. Uh huh. The issue is that hormonal birth control has l- profound effects on the body, and you should talk to a doctor about whether it's right for you. But if people are saying they don't like the effects on their body, these women, then they have every right not to take it. I think it's something they should they should consider. But again, I'm not a doctor. They say, yet these are not foolproof, with scores of women reporting unwanted pregnancies after such apps failed to correctly protect them. The hashtag getting off birth control has racked up over 7 million views on TikTok. Again, based TikTok. I dig it. One video watched 1.1 million times claims natural family planning methods are 98% effective at preventing pregnancy. Another clip posted from one account states, hormonal contraception has never agreed with my body. I've been on five to six types of birth control. And during this period, I developed cystic acne. I put on a lot of weight and it really affected my mood and libido negatively. She also provided a link to the fertility app Natural Cycles writing. Use code PCOS for 20% off your subscription. Natural Cycles is for 18 plus and does not protect against STIs. Okay. Women using the app need to measure their temperature most days and input the results into the app, which uses an algorithm to calculate their fertility. It identifies green days when a woman is unlikely to fall pregnant and red days when contraception would be needed. Or how about you make the days the woman can get pregnant, the green days, and say, this will help you get pregnant. I wonder if there are women using this app because they're trying to have kids. Dr. Janet Barter, a chair, chair and president of the Faculty of Sexual and Reproductive Health, told the BBC Radio 4 Today program that patients being influenced by contraception information on social media is something that's been worrying us for a while. I so despair buys these people. Oh, man. If women are experiencing a thing and they make a video where they say, this is what I think is better, shut your mouth. But we're the experts and they might get pregnant. It's their choice. Shut up. I just despise these people. It's so, so worrying that young girls are too stupid, they say. It's so pathetic. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. She added, every day I speak to women who are absolutely terrified of using hormonal contraception. Terrified to start, worrying about whether they should come off it because they're hearing information that it's risky or that it's going to give them side effects. It does have side effects, but, you know, talk to a doctor. We're always, we're always also keen for there to be more research into hormonal contraception. But what do we know? But what we do know is that it's extremely safe. So the pill, for example, has probably had more research on its safety than any other tablet that you might swallow. I personally am not a fan of the generic mass medication of anyone. They're putting fluoride in our water. It's good for your teeth, they say. If it's good for my teeth, I don't need to drink it. I can spit it out. No, but they put it in your water. They fluoridate your water. We're on well water here. We don't got fluoride in our water. But in big cities, they do. And I got no beef, but it's a scientific fact that fluoride is a neurotoxin, damages your brain. Okay, well, if people are, you know, look, man, let me tell you a story. I had a friend once. His sister had a kid. She comes home with nursery water. And I'm like, what's nursery water? And it's two big jugs. It says with added fluoride. And I'm like, why do you want to give your baby more fluoride? Like, they argue the fluoride in tap water is, is, is not that bad. And I'm like, okay, well, then don't give them extra. And I, I, had, I just Googled it. And, I, and they were like, <clears throat> they're like, no, fluoride's good for babies. And I was like, dude, here's like Oxford running a study that says fluoride causes fluorosis of the teeth. And it causes cognitive decline. And they were like, but why would they sell nursery water to babies? And I'm like, you know what, man? I look at all this stuff and I see only one conclusion. Making people stupid and making not many of them anymore. They want you to abort your kids. They want you to sterilize your kids. And they want them to be guzzling fluoride. Fluoride drinkers. You want to protect your teeth? Fluoride and toothpaste sounds fantastic. Fluoride seems to really help your teeth if you're an adult. If you're a child, there's something called fluorosis, which it negatively impacts cellular development and gives you spotty, brittle teeth. And then there's obviously the cognitive uh, problems. Now, the, the argument they make is that it's negligible in tap water. OK, fine. Sure. Whatever. I don't have to drink it. Don't put it in my drinking water. The Vox.com ran a story about putting lithium in water to prevent suicide. If somebody has a particular ailment that requires medication, a doctor should prescribe it. But this idea that all women should just be taking hormonal birth control is insane to me. They say side effects of the pill include nausea, breast tenderness, enlarge or, or enlargement, headaches, weight gain, missed periods, mood changes, decreased libido, and oof, discharge. Yikes. They've long been shared. Rarer side effects include blood clots, high blood pressure, liver tumors, and even a raised risk of breast cancer. But Dr. Barter added, we also know about the pill's effectiveness, and we know that any method of hormonal contraception, uh, we know that, so that's the pill, but also the patch, ring, uh, IUD. We know exactly their effectiveness. We know a lot about their side effects. I absolutely hate with a passion these people. What they're saying is, for no reason... You should be on contraception for none, for no reason. Dude, if a woman doesn't want to get pregnant, she can be on birth control by her choice. But a doctor should not be going to women who are saying they don't want to be on it and saying, you should just do it. It's creepy. So creepy, dude. We do know that some women do suffer from mood changes. 
But it's important that they have the chance to have a conversation with a healthcare professional so they can work out what the problem is and what they could do instead. It's amazing. Are women going to doctors and being like, Doc, I'm really worried that I might have a kid? Some, but not all. Yet still, they're telling every single woman just to get it. That's what I can't stand. Selling pharmaceutical products. That's big pharma telling people to just give people drugs. Disgusting. They say, Recent TikTok videos include Breakup with Birth Control, who told her followers, I've used the fertility awareness method for the last five years of my life to successfully prevent unwanted pregnancy, to heal my PMS, to finally lose my stubborn belly fat, and to stop having such intense mood swings and depression and anxiety. In another video with 17,000 views, one user wrote, when you thought you were ugly, hated yourself and had zero sex drive and felt like a robot every day, but you realized it was just because you were on birth control. Meanwhile, another TikTok account shared photos of herself while using birth control and after stopping taking the pill. On birth control, unable to control my weight, so unhappy and depressed. Studies show that hormonal contraception itself doesn't cause weight gain. However, it can increase appetite in some women, which may seem see them eat more. The NHS notes that the natural fertility awareness method of contraception, blah, 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 can be up to 99% effective if followed consistently and correctly. Natural family planning can be very effective if it's done perfectly. But doing it perfectly involves a huge amount of input. So the temperature can be effective at all sorts of things. So travel, changing your sleep pattern, if you're not well, can affect your temperature change. Not everybody logs their periods every month. And of course, it involves not having sex in the days when it's not safe to. But it's around ovulation, which is the time most women feel like having sex. And in fact, if you have sex, but you protect yourself with a condom, then the effectiveness of that is only as good as the effectiveness of the condom. And I'm just, I'm creeped out by the social engineering, telling all women just to do this because they're worried about teenage pregnancy and things like that. We are abdicating responsibility as families in dealing with stuff properly. So instead of dealing with it, we're just mass medicating everyone all the time. I am sick of mass medication. I don't like pills. I don't like alcohol. People should be people. They should eat healthy. They should stay away from preservatives and high fructose corn syrup and and garbage starches and sugars. Eat natural. Eat better food. I'll just tell you this. Go talk to a nutritionist and a doctor. But man, this stuff really grinds my gears. But you know what? I'm not a woman. So it'll be up to them. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.